0: You are tuned in to the Paris Passages podcast. Thank you so much for letting my show be a part of your podcast library. Now here is your hostess with the most mess, Samantha Parrish. Hello and welcome back to the Paris Passages podcast show. Even though I introduced myself in the beginning in the intro clip, I'll introduce myself again. My name is Samantha Parrish, if you are new here, and thank you so much for tuning into the show that's all about creativity, writing, and just overall a lot of fun. I try to make this a fun show and try to put 110% into every episode. And before I get into talking about the topic, I want to let you guys know what's been going on the past three months. I felt like I went to vacation and then just didn't clock back into work. <laughs> but there's a good reason as to why I've been gone for a long time. And it's actually due to recreating my creativity. I really held myself back for a long time when I began doing podcasting as I've been doing it for about a year and some months now. It took me a while to find my grounding about who I want to be as a podcaster, that I want to use this format to the best of my ability because I love to commentate and I love to bring episodes and put them into production, but it just, I didn't really know what to do with everything. It's like looking at a mess and you don't know where to clean. I'm like, where the hell do I start? And so I had to basically look at my mess and know where I had to start. So I made another show and I've been currently in the production process for that show, and it's going to be called The Screen Queen, where I get to talk about movies and TV. It's been very evident on this show that I love movies and TV shows, and I will look for any chance I can to reference them or commentate about them, but Honestly, it just wasn't enough to do this on this platform where the identity on this show is purely writing and creating. As much as I love movies, I didn't see it having a, uh, a, a partial show on there. It's kind of like a network and you have many different TV shows. That's sort of the best way to define it is knowing I have to basically make another TV show and put it somewhere else and not have it exist on this network. So it became its own separate show that I'm going to be hosting and then going back and forth between Paris Passages podcast and The Screen Queen. Even though it sounds like a lot of work, it feels a lot better knowing I have the balance and now I can kind of see the messes a bit more and have things a bit cleaned up. Uh, the second thing I also want to talk about for a change is the scheduling. Um, every time I did an episode, I had them pre-planned, and I would always introduce and say what the next episode's going to be. But it got frustrating and honestly very limiting uh, that there is an episode that I want to do, and damn it, I don't know why in the world I'm holding myself back when I'm the one running the show when I can do whatever I want. I have to have balance and an identity, but still, it it felt weird that I couldn't have fun with this show, and it was just exhausting knowing I had to wait so long, so I'm going to just go ahead and completely erase uh, planning for the next episode and just winging it, and that's exactly what I'm doing right now. The last time I did an episode three months ago, I talked about doing an episode that had to do with how far you go in your content, when is enough enough, and I was actually going to be sharing a very personal story, and that did not happen. I did not like that episode. I did not like where it was going, and I really needed to just kind of not go into that venture to talk about something so personally when I wasn't ready to talk about it quite yet. The audience members are not going to be as hellish if it's something isn't presented there are a lot of very kind audience members that are like please take care of yourself it's perfectly okay we appreciate what you do and I feel comfortable knowing that I can switch things around that I have a really good audience to whoever out there is listening and I have gotten some very good feedback about this show and I'm honestly in a better place now to podcast knowing that I have things rearranged and I have the mess cleaned up a bit better and I can see things. And also on like the personal side, things are better, breathable, very flowing. I feel so good that I don't even have to have a script. I'm just doing this completely offhand and I'm just going to see what goes with it. But now that I have done this very long introduction about the changes of the show, let's actually get into the show. So, this one is going to be about confidence in writing. This came to mind because of a friend of mine named Dylan Colon, who is a writer in my area, and we have been doing a lot of work together where he's been major influence on my writing and just a good influence in general and has been helping me in the process of my books and my eventual re-release of the first book that I'm going to be biting the bullet and fixing a lot of stuff on so it can be a better book. And Dylan has such confidence And he always wants to help a lot of people be a confident writer. And he's even written several books. He is famous for a book that he wrote called This House is Broken. It is just amazing. If you love horror, oh my god, you gotta check it out. It is the thing you need to have on your bookshelf, I'm telling you. And I don't say that about many books. With Dylan's confidence as a writer, how he presents himself as an author and the way that it emanates through his books, it can be a tough thing to do, and he's helped me immensely, and I've seen such a difference in my writing where I have a lot more confidence to talk about the tough topics that I expressed in my book in Glorious Inc. And Inglorious Inc. really hit on a scale of one to 10, like it goes into an 11 for like uncomfortable territory for what it has to do. And its identity solely goes for the fact that it goes so far, but I had to be the one to be comfortable to take it this far, that there's been some things I thought outside of the box to do for my book, but it's like, oh, it doesn't sound good. It needs to sound good. And it can be uncomfortable like not many people can talk about these things if it's not really within their personality and that's perfectly okay like don't make yourself into a person that you're not like um this is kind of an off-the-topic example but if you look at David Lynch's work he has a lot of very ruckus characters and crass characters and the man does not like saying the word fuck like he'll write it but he'll never say it it's just not the kind of person that he is And I want you to think about that example as well as another one that I'll be saying later on. It can be very uncomfortable if you have a topic to talk about within your book, whether you're writing something and a character goes through something extremely damning and it can raise some eyebrows. Like, it's not the first time a story has been told where something goes so far because that's the conflict of your story, but... You wonder if you went too far or if this is okay. When I first presented my story to my friends, uh, I was very worried. Where my characters of Inglorious Inc. would go to very violent lengths to getting what they want. Or having to do something for the sake of the business. And you see these... You kind of see what they face against. And when I told my friends, I am sweating pinballs like is everything okay? Like, do you think I'm nuts or crazy? And my friends would just go, no, we don't think you're crazy. We just didn't expect this from you. It doesn't change the way we feel about you. We just didn't know that you would write stuff like this. So if you're ever going to be telling your friends about that, don't be as worried. Your friends might be shocked if they know this really isn't in your palette to talk or something that you talk about. It can be very tough to tackle, and I want to say that it gets easier. It gets easier over a little bit of time. Like, I am four years into writing in Glorious Inc., and I'm now, like, 75% easier on myself, and I'm not sweating as much as I used to, because we are our own worst critic when it comes to to critiquing our books and talking about them and trying to get the good elevator pitch. It just takes time and you have to find your own confidence about how you want to be. That someone can help you be confident, like my friend Dylan has helped me be confident. You just kind of have to mold that into your own. We're all given this thing of clay and what you make is not going to be looking like everyone else's. But at the same time, it's not going to look like everyone else's confidence. Some people's confidence emanates from the way they talk or or their actions. It emanates from the way that they hold themselves in. Like, you choose your own confidence about how you want to be. Whatever makes you feel comfortable to get across how you want to talk about your book and how you want your book to sound. There are really no wrong answers here when it comes to that. And the one thing I also want to talk about is, when it comes to confidence, think about the other writers that had to make that pitch of their book. I mentioned David Lynch earlier, and here's another one. Mary Shelley. I think about this often, and it's helped me so much to be comfortable as a writer and as a dark humor writer. Imagine Mary Shelley having to make the pitch about Frankenstein. She had to go up in front of some people and say, My story is about a scientist that takes dead people's body parts and puts them together and he brings it to life. And then this monster goes into town. Can you imagine the eyebrows that were raised that she had to say, I have a book about dead people? Like the way that it sounds, with like, <laughs> like people were looking at her like, Mary? are you okay? Are you good? I don't know entirely how the, what happened in that pitch, but it's something that I think about that she had to have the confidence to go up and say that and think about the other writers after that. Think about Truman Capote, if anyone is familiar with uh, Truman Capote's work as being a screenwriter and also being an author of his last book, In Cold Blood, he had to make the pitch about making a nonfiction book, true crime, about the vicious murder of four people in Kansas. I think it was Kansas. And this man was was not liked, and he knew it because he was gay and because he wrote differently and he completely accepted it. Like, his confidence was emanated. And I saw the movie fairly recently, and Philip Seymour Hoffman did a fantastic job, like, executing that confidence that Truman Capote had. I highly encourage you to watch that movie. It will really help you with your confidence having to watch this person have to do the hard task for four years of his life to make this book. And all he would say was, it's going to be a bestseller, even though it's not out yet. So I've given you, like, three examples. Think about David Lynch think about mary shelley think about truman capote and when it comes to your own confidence just give yourself some time it's okay you don't have to be this bravada overnight you are your own person you are making your own character but you're you are your own real life character You get to control how you want to be and how you get to create your own confidence and be yourself. There are some things that you kind of have to fake it till you make it. There are times like that with myself where I have to just pull out confidence I don't have quite yet and I really have to push myself, but it's only for a little bit, just until I figure out how this can be normal. How this doesn't have to feel like I'm putting on someone right now. That it'll just be effortless to just emanate this confidence. But at the same time, not getting too cocky. Otherwise, I'd end up like a character in a Martin Scorsese movie. I don't want to have that level of prideful confidence that leads to my downfall. It can be a hard thing to do. But if there's something that you do, it just gets easier with confidence. It really does. And then it shows in your books when you can flawlessly talk about these uncomfortable topics and make these characters that you love, even though it's not the way that you would talk, but it's the way that they would. Just practice how they talk. Practice out loud if you have to. I do that all the time, and it really makes the dialect a lot easier knowing that I know what it sounds like. And with, like, emanating with your characters and bringing them to life, it really does make it easier to talk about your books because you feel like you do know these people. I don't know if that makes sense. It's something that I literally just happen to think about that moment since this episode really is all over the board when it comes to confidence of writing and then presenting yourself as a writer. It's two birds with one bird feeder. It's science, I think. I don't know. (laughs) We'll go with it. (laughs) It kind of works, doesn't it? But that's all I really have for this episode. It's a quickie. It's something I just wanted to get out there. So before I head off of this episode, a couple things I want to say. It's not going to be as long as the introduction, I swear. I just want to give one more shout out to my friend Dylan Colon. Please check out his books, This House is Broken. I'm going to leave some links in the description. Please check it out. It's so great. And also... I want to leave my information, so if you want to learn more about the podcast episodes coming up, or if you just want to say, hey, Sam, I need to have a plan with my writing, I have no problem answering any writing questions or helping out, uh, because I want to help as much as I can. I-, I want to give that confidence back. I've had a lot of help shown to me, so I, I want to give more help out there. So you can find me on Instagram at... Two usernames. I go by The Mystical Space Witch, and you can also find me at Paris Passages. And if you would like some sneak previews and some writing TikToks, you can find me on TikTok under the username The Mystical Space Witch. All right. That has been your episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and coming back to the show. I feel so much better as a podcaster now and getting some things done with this show. I can put this show on the virtual road, since we're not going on the road, because I'm not going anywhere. I'm just in a podcast closet. That's all I'm doing. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much. You all have a great week. Take care of yourselves and happy writing. And this is your host, Samantha Parrish, signing off. Bye-bye!